Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome, Erica Flora, to Modern Legacies. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. We are pumped to have you on the Modern Legacies show. We are all about uh, creating positive impact through business in the world. Erica is the president and CEO of Beyond 20, an organization that kind of works through businesses, systems, and challenges and helps them um, win in today's digital digital market. Erica, my first question is, is how did you start? Like what led you to, to start your own business and, and how did Beyond 20 get begin? I actually started as a microbiologist. I have my master's degree in microbiology. And then I went and worked as a microbiologist and I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't love this work. <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? And through some happy accidents, I ended up um, working as a recruiter and learning sales. I um, I then ended up working in the pharmaceutical industry as a project manager, and I got the opportunity to lead an organizational transformation effort. We didn't call it that back then, but that's what it was. And I got a chance to change how that organization worked, top to bottom. And over the course of three years, it was just a fun, chaotic, really fulfilling experience. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want to keep doing this. And I got the <laughs> chance to, I got the chance to to roll out um, enterprise software as part of it, and that got me into technology. And just that really has has become the the DNA of who Beyond Twenty is. I started Beyond Twenty about fifteen years ago with my husband to do more of this kind of work. Um, and to help more customers transform and become better than than what they are today. That that's really interesting. So a, a microbiologist that sounds fascinating, interesting, but also kind of scary all at the same time. Yeah, I just I think my whole life has been modeled around find stuff that I find interesting, and I found science really interesting. And now I find technology interesting. And I find transformation interesting, and that has served me well. Yeah, I I can see that. There, there's definitely a relation between biology and and you know human systems, if you will, related to to technology and how that works and can advance our society as well. Um, but it sounds like it sounds to me like you really enjoy helping people and organizations. So maybe maybe microbiology wasn't as personal relationship based as, as your work probably is right now. It's given me a really good foundation though. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it took me many years. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, ah, what do I have to offer this industry? <laughs> I am a scientist, you know, I, what do I know? <laughs> and what I have come to realize is that I learned to experiment. I learned the scientific method of creating a hypothesis, coming up with a hypothesis, testing that hypothesis, seeing what the results are. And I find that in organizations, that spirit of experimentation and trying things out is so helpful. Mm. And it's it's more natural. It's a natural way for people to work. And I find that, that those skills have 
have really inadvertently helped me a lot with people. For sure. So, so when you are working with an organization and you talk about addressing their people process technology issues, what does that look like? What, what is the process? So we will usually go into an organization and just do a health check, essentially an organizational health check and see how is the organization functioning? A lot of times what we tend to do is we do things backwards. We, we try to buy our way out of our problems. So we'll buy a tool and then we'll try to implement that and go, well, that didn't work very well. We're not getting what we hoped out of it. And it's because we haven't started with the people side of it. How are our teams mm -hmm. functioning? How is the communication there? And so we really try to spend a lot of time up front with customers talking through, okay, how are your teams working? How is work getting done in general? Are we, are we wasting time? Um, are we doing wasteful activities when we could and should be doing higher uh, value activities? And so we really try to, to map that out. We try to look at structure of organizations. Um, we help facilitate conversations that that maybe um, aren't happening in the organization. So we, we really try to tackle that kind of stuff. It's sort of like I was just telling someone the other day that personally, we tend to, as individuals, uh, want to make changes, but we want to do them fast, like bad diets and things like that, instead yep. of doing the hard work of changing our lifestyle. And the same is true when we look at our work lives and our organizations that we want the quick fixes instead of let's do the hard work that may take a little bit longer, but will serve us better over the long term and help the change actually stick. Mm -hmm. Kind of sticking with a diet example then. So, so would you say that some of the quick fixes might seem like the, the right answer, but ultimately the sustainable hard work is really what gets you the, the long term change and success? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had a girlfriend tell me the other day she just bought a Peloton bike and it took her a long time to actually spend the money, she said, because every time she's always bought the thing, hoping that it will change her. Mm -hmm. And instead, she had to change herself before she bought the thing. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the the buying of stuff can be really fun, especially when we're talking about technology, looking at demos and going, oh, this is cool and neat. And and the spending of the money is the easy part, uh, the fun part. Yeah. Versus, the, hey, let's let's uh, let's fix everything about <laughs> ourselves before then we go and and buy something that we're not going to use. I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and the work that we do at, at Initiate Impact is very similar when we're, we're, we're trying to help people work through their financial lives and their, you know, ha have a healthy relationship with their budget and everything. It's, it's something that we find uh, it can be easy to buy the quick fix or at least think that you're going to buy the quick fix, but it's, it's the harder internal you know, contemplative work that really, that really is the biggest challenge. Forget the bottom line and investment returns and those sort of things. It's more about what's the purpose and why, um, why they exist and why they do what they do. And by the way, those Peloton bikes, I, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic or what it was, but they really shot off because I think people started to think a little bit more about their, their health and how to exercise from home. And you can still get, I think it's a tremendous business model because you can still get the, the sense of community, but you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> That's, it's amazing what technology can do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right? if you use it. 
can't be used. Yes, it, you know. that's a good point. You, you have to use it. But that's the that's the point of the community, right? It's hopefully that you're not going to want to miss because you know that Thursday morning class that you do with 250 other people from your you know wherever they're <laughs> from their living rooms can hopefully be motivational. But e- either way, the point is is it it's more helpful when there's people in community with you. And I, and I would imagine in the, in the business world that that's similar too, right? I mean, you can't, if your team or your organization, your company doesn't have multiple people that are supporting an effort, then it's going to be really challenging to get something done. Would I, would I be correct in assuming that? Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. So at the end of 2019, our leadership team really spent several days thinking about what kind of organization do we want to be five years from now, three years from now, a year from now versus who we are today. And we took a lot of time to really map that out and figure out our mission, our vision and and our quarterly goals. So long-term strategy, shorter term, uh, we call them quarterly rocks that we want Mm -hmm. to achieve. And I see a lot of organizations do this. They'll they'll get together and they'll come up with a strategy and they'll be like, great, success. <laughs> and defining your strategy isn't the hard part. It's the execution of it. Mm. Everyone has to be aligned and everyone has to be doing, be willing to do the hard work. Um, we actually went through our own transformation over the past year and a half. And man, it just gave me so much empathy for our clients because... Every day I would tell our leadership team, like, change is hard. <laughs> and especially with the pandemic, we we came up with this transformative strategy before the we even knew the pandemic was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it felt like we were walking up an escalator that was going down day in and day out. It was hard. But it takes everyone on the team to hold you accountable to help you keep going and to do the hard work together. There's a great law called Cantor's law that I stumbled into that says everyone loves wonderful beginnings and starts and everyone loves celebrating the successes at the end, but you have to go through the miserable middle. Mm -hmm. And so I tell our leadership team, I'm like, don't worry, we're in the miserable middle. (laughs) We're going to come out of it, but we're in the miserable middle. And if you're not willing to, to step through that, you won't ever get to the other side and you'll go back to the way things used to be. And if I'm not mistaken, the miserable middle is a lot longer than the, <laughs> than the two things at the, at the, fr- at the front end and in the back end. But I think it's also a journey too. I mean, you, you have to go through the miserable middle to learn something. It doesn't, it doesn't come easy. And all those, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes is that the failures are six hurdles of success. So you have to find those things and you have to go through them to be able to get better and come out to come out better on the other side. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The miserable middle lasts for a long time. And then, <laughs> and then you think you're getting better and you plateau and then you've got to go through another miserable middle to uh-huh. get even better. I see. I see. Well, you're, you're living this for sure. Uh, so if you're a leader, right? So you're listening to this podcast and you lead an organization or a group and you're trying to kind of take your organization to the next level, maybe even pass that on to the next generation, leave a modern legacy as we like to call it here. Then what are some things that a leader can do or things that they can key on to make sure that they do have a supportive team and employees that work for them? For me, it was getting out of the headspace of feeling like I had to have all the answers 
And I was the only one that came up with strategy. Mm -hmm. It was transformative for me as a leader and us as a company to involve all five members of our executive leadership team, because then it became our vision, not my vision. And it becomes really difficult to bring people along when it's your vision versus we are all, we all came up with this. We all are, are moving in the same direction. We see the value of it and we're doing it. And so I think the, the journey of a leader is a, is a lot of times a personal journey and getting out of our own way. So mm -hmm. for me, I always liked having the answers, being in control. And when you're a leader, you have to let go of some of that control because you're not the one doing everything anymore. You can't, you can't even be the one that has all the answers because if you are, then people will always come to you for the answer rather than figuring it out themselves. So I've had to learn to be a coach. I've had to mm -hmm. learn to ask really great questions rather than come up with really great ideas. So if people don't always love it. And sometimes at the beginning, it was hard for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Instead of my gut reaction of having the answer, I'd say, well, what do you think? I, what, what's the answer there? Yeah. I really value your, your candidness there. I think one of the things that in, in leadership circles and talks that, that I've had before revolves a lot around letting go of things and letting other people do but what I'm hearing from you is that it's more than just letting them do or assigning projects or getting off your hands and knees and letting other people do work. It's also involving them in this strategizing. It's not just having them do the work. It's also having them develop processes and visions and missions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you come up with better strategies, better visions, better everything. Mm -hmm. When you have many more minds you know, from smart, capable people all working together, it's way better than any idea I would have myself. I think that's, I think that's great. I've also been in some conversations recently about diversity and understanding of different people's perspectives and how important it is for organizations to have multiple people that do provide feedback and understanding and different perspectives, as I mentioned, to, to help, to help your group and your team see things differently. Otherwise they're not ultimately relating to their broader audience whatever it is that your your product or service is, but it's it's having a good a good cross section, I guess if if you will, of of different views so that it's not just you because you could be a super smart uh, experienced person in whatever field or business that you're in. but ultimately, you're like you're saying all your ideas are not always right and and having it doesn't mean that your ideas are always wrong either, but having that, other ideas and different ways to places to bounce ideas off of, I think is really, really important. Uh, so is there something that you look for in, in team members or, or fellow strategizers? I mean, is there something that you can say, you know, this is the type of person that I want to, to help cast the vision for my organization? Yeah. When we were really small, we actually involved all employees in, mm. in coming up with, with our strategy and how we were going to execute it. So we would say, here's the intent. Here's, here's where we're wanting to go. Here's the, the, the vision. Let's shape that. Let's figure out how we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. I think involving everyone at the time was a really smart idea. I mean, certainly you, 
grow out of being able to do that. But there are lots of people in your organization that have an ear to the customer and really understand what customers want and need. Mm-hmm. And it can be someone working as an office manager that's answering phone calls from customers. And it's important to include them in the conversation because they, they're on the front lines, they know. Mm-hmm. And so even though we've, we've grown too big to really involve everybody uh, in that strategy conversation, um, we still have mechanisms in place where we can listen to yeah. everyone that's on the front line. So I think that's really important. And when it comes to people we hire and, and things like that, for me, what's really important is not so much does this person have all the skills that we need, but are they curious? Mm-hmm. Are they willing to jump in and help a teammate? Uh, are they willing to help our customers in meaningful ways? Like, do they really care about doing meaningful work? And we feel like we do. Our mission is changing work life, mm-hmm. making work life better for our customers. So for me, it's hiring smart, capable people that are hungry to learn and and help their teammates. Yeah. Hungry to learn, so important. I think education and understanding the value of that, especially in this, we talk about modern legacies, things are always changing. I think that's the important part. And you're working in technology too, which if out of all the fields, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that the technology you're working with, that, that probably, probably advances pretty quickly too. So I'd imagine it's important to really keep education on the forefront, otherwise you'll fall behind pretty quickly. Yeah, and we help customers with leading practices. So we're constantly having to learn what's mm-hmm. the new thing that's out there, technology or modern ways of working or what have you, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning as our company grows. It's showing me all these, <laughs> these weaknesses that I have or skills that I need to develop mm-hmm. or just new things I need to learn. Because as a company, we hit plateaus too that you have to address different people sure. issues, different process issues, different technology issues, different structural issues, all that good stuff. So the learning never stops. And a good, a good business owner, a good leader is, is going to commit to not only knowing what's going on in the organization, right? So you're involved to some degree. So you're on, you may not be on the front lines, but you're learning what, or you're understanding what people are going through. And then also you're looking forward to, so that you, you know, that the organization doesn't fall behind. So Clearly all are doing that. I'm sure at Beyond 20, I mean, y'all have lots of different services that you offer. I would imagine, I, I would imagine each one of them has some some focus on that educational component to help the people that you're working with and the clients of yours to really be successful in what they're doing. Um, what, you know, is there anything that specifically that sticks out kind of, kind of related to this topic that you all are doing? I mean, um, with, with your consulting and your project management? So we have deep subject matter expertise in like four different areas. Mm-hmm. We help organizations in IT service management. So essentially better serving their customers, creating better products and services mm-hmm. uh, in agile and something called DevOps. So helping development teams work better with operations teams cool. and deliver uh, at a higher velocity with high quality and things like that. Uh, cybersecurity, privacy. We also do quite a bit in data science. So helping organizations that have all this data make sense of it, make good decisions based off of it. So, um, so that even in those areas, 
that changes in terms of how we help customers, but it really just gets down to, at the end of the day, we solve customer problems. So we had, for example, we had one customer where they were a product, um, a very, very large multi-billion dollar product company. And they mm-hmm. said, well, our customers need us to be able to provide services. How do we do that? So we helped them come up with a strategy of how do we make that huge mindset shift and how we run as an organization. So. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, whatever it is, it's, it's in the service of changing work life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know that people can check the organization out there at beyond 20, the number 20. So B E Y O N D 20.com. We can jump that in the show notes. You can also connect with Erica. She's got quite a following on LinkedIn and you can find all kinds of information about what she does. She also speaks and talks on all these subjects uh, is there anything else that I'm missing, Erica? I mean, I know you, you're a board member of uh, the Latino Economic Development Center. You got a lot going on, which is good, but what am I missing? The only other thing I would say, and this ties back to our conversation about leadership, I feel like really great leaders share their knowledge with others. They don't hoard their knowledge. They mm-hmm. They build up other leaders. And so we as a company... We also do that. We share a lot of our knowledge for free. So if you go to our website under insights, we have a, a blog around digital transformation where we just share all of our knowledge and blog articles, templates, tons and tons of free resources mm-hmm. that you can grab there. And then our YouTube channel has almost a thousand how-to videos that answer all sorts of customer questions. We're always looking for for other questions that we can answer and just share our knowledge that way. So I encourage you to go to that. And then we have a couple of books uh, that we've published around digital and IT strategy um, that are available on Amazon. We have another one that coming out on September 1st. So uh, definitely check those out. Awesome. Erica Flora, the president CEO of Beyond 20 and organizational transformational speaker and coach. Thank you so much for jumping on Modern Legacies. I, I look forward to seeing the legacy that that y'all are forming there at Beyond 20. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply. And we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.